Hello, and welcome to Meaning, an exploration of how spiritual significance emerges from the life and work of Plymouth Congregational Church of Minneapolis. I'm your host, Chris Bonhoff. Central to Plymouth Church's identity is the recognition that the arts are a conduit to the sacred. And in the universe of artistic expression, choral music holds an honored place in Plymouth life. I spoke with Dan Dressen, now in his 45th year as the tenor soloist in the Plymouth Adult Choir, about the voice and about the magic of ensemble singing. For me, music certainly, and singing in particular, is the direct conduit to trying to seek out some spirituality. I was, again, thinking about this, I was mindful of a comment, a definition by Joseph Conrad, the author, who talks about the function of art being the secret spring of responsive emotion. Mm -hmm. The function of art being unlocking or reaching out to the secret spring of, of responsive emotion. Secret spring of the soul, it seems to me, or even our spiritual, spirituality, I think, is sort of what that is all about. And as an artist myself, I've always been prejudiced here, but I think singing in the voice is one of the most direct artistic functions for realizing those secret springs that Joseph Conrad referenced there. Our language even, I think, acknowledges this. We have the word enchant, which is to cast a spell on someone. Mm -hmm. Well, that comes from in song, enchant. Mm, sure. And it's incantation, the same thing. There are very few rituals of some level of spiritual work that doesn't involve singing as a way of getting into the spirit of, of, of that moment. And incantation or enchanting is a way. It's direct, direct to singing. And I think it's also interesting that the French, as a kind of way of um, expressing glad to meet somebody, they say enchanté. Enchant is how they sort of respond in France when they are, have just met somebody. There's mm -hmm. even a book by Paul Moses. It's called The Voice of Neurosis. And the part that was I was drawn to was this part about personality. And he does an etymological history of the word personality, which actually comes from the Latin persona, from the sound. And it's a reference back even further in history to Greek theater, where all the actors wore masks frozen into an, an emotional state. If you wanted to get this, the nuance of the personality, it was persona, it was through the sound. And that ultimately became then a separate word, persona or personality has come out of that. So we can even see a sense of the connection of, of sound and using the voice to make that sound and the unlocking of personality or, or persona. So there are some kind of even linguistic connections that pointed to me the importance of singing and the importance of, of song and, and, the, and the importance of even communal singing yeah. as well. Boy, it's a lot to unpack from what you just said. I'm, I, that is really fascinating that, that sound is so central to even the, what the etymology of the, just the words of like personal being. Yeah, our identity. You know, you, we are, I think that we, we are a visual culture so largely, but it's true. I mean, the individual voice has, has so much to, to contribute to personal identity.
what's remarkable about Plymouth is the way that music and singing play such a integral part of how we worship and how we seek the spiritual. Yeah. It's not unique to Plymouth, but there's an, a, there is a robustness of it here. As Philip likes to say, he wants to encourage everybody to sing with their outside voices. And there, that's true. This is, this is a, a great singing congregation. As I was thinking about this, I think the choir is probably unique among musical ensembles is that it's pre predominantly an amateur ensemble. Mm -hmm. The number of amateur choirs. Now, amateur in the good word, by the way. Amateur comes from, for the love. It comes from amore, ama, ama, you know, the Latin. And that was kind of the original meaning of, of amateur. So we did it for the love. We didn't do it for getting pay and being professional. And that's the way it sort of manifests in the choirs. And it certainly manifests here in the Plymouth choirs. These people are so dedicated to this, this act of singing together. But it's because they also get so much out of it. I think the choir, probably as much as anything else that the human does, models the, the idea that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Mm -hmm. I think if we go down the choir line, person by person, and listen to individual voices, we might be kind of surprised with the quality of sounds, but something happens mm -hmm. when those 40, 50 people now sing together and work on things diligently together to bring their best to the service and in their performing of, of the hymns and the, and the anthems. There's something that elevates the quality of sound that it's, it's remarkable how that, how that happens. And it's what I think draws the amateur to these choirs because they know they're singing in a way and in a, in a manner and in a level of expression that they can't find themselves. And through that, it's a two-way street. They're providing this spiritual momentum by performing these anthems and the hymns and you know, liturgical music, but they also are receiving by doing this. It it's comes full cycle. They get as much as they give, certainly. And my, and my commitment to it down the line, you know, that we're all there mm. equally committed to this. If we're not going to do it together... If we're not going to be disciplined and listen to each other and try to match our vowels, get our intonation as good as we can to sing with a, with a precise rhythm, it all blends together. And rhythmic errors or rhythmic ambiguities creates pitch problems. Huh. And sometimes not knowing where our pitch is creates rhythmic problems. So it's the coordination of all that. And then to do that in an ensemble where we're trying to coordinate our making of the sounds, rhythms and, and pitches, has got to work with the whole ensemble. And when it works, it's really, you know, it's really quite exciting. Within the context of this millennia-long tradition, and it's... Of, of choral music. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah, that's fascinating. And to get there, there's a threshold that you have to cross in the form of all of this focus on rhythm and pitch and intonation that, that you practice. Is it the case that the price of admission to <laughs> kind of really bring yourself into 
conversation with with this whole group historical yes lineage i think so i think particularly you know i think philip has within the context of a a 40 to 50 voice ensemble um that's pretty wide and uh eclectic range of styles mm -hmm. so that will keep the choir on its on its toes we're singing a Heinrich Schütz piece. Heinrich Schütz is a 17th, mid 17th century composer on Sunday. And I think the other one is a you know, 20th century. In another, in another week, we're doing this black spiritual, African-American spiritual that is, uh, let's just say, light years different from a Heinrich Schütz piece. It's almost as exotic as singing in a different language when you yeah. sing 500 years that separate a comp one composition to the next it's there's an uh, there's an exotic kind of separation of that that takes a lot of work to sort of get into the context so you understand what the composer really was trying to articulate to get close to it philip asks me to warm up the choir every wednesday before we begin to rehearse Mm -hmm. And over the last several years, I have really turned it into a mini voice lesson. Mm. And that has formed a kind of an empathy with them. Because now I'm in a position where I can hear individual voices. Where I sit in the choir, it becomes more kind of amorphic and communal sound. And so we f I find little techniques to sort of help them. And it's, if I might be so bold to say, I think it has had an impact over the years. I don't spend more than five, 10 minutes max in these lessons, but over time you plant seeds and you continue to water and you come back to it and then you go off to another seed, but you come back to the first one and just kind of keep things moving. I think there's an understanding of, of, a, of a technique that allows them to tap into their own feeling. That's the, that's the, the nature of singing is that it is very technical, but it can't be only technical. Mm. The technique is a, just a means to an end. Yeah. It isn't, I'm not creating the one and only perfect sound. I am creating a sound and a way of singing that allows me to express what I think this musical thought is all about, or we collectively decide what it's about. And so that's, it's, and the commitment this choir has to this ensemble and is and singing and leading worship as it does weekly is really quite remarkable you will rarely find a group more faithful than the 40 45 odd members of the plymouth church choir there um, they let philip know if they can't be there at a sunday or a wednesday no one just doesn't show up but there's a real commitment there and it's drawn by i think what the understand again not only what they're giving but what they're getting in response it's that full cycle of the more we give the more we receive this is a, a good a good model of that kind of behavior and and it, there there are people singing in that i said this is my 45th year there are people singing in the choir who've been there longer than i as as volunteers that is amazing yeah twice a week every week yeah right yeah. And they love it, you know. They love this church. Some mm -hmm. of them are not members, but they're singing 
uh, in this church because they realize this church is providing them this opportunity to seek their own spiritual fulfillment in a way that they could not get in many other places and most other places. What is your relationship to your own voice? How did Dan's reflections on the relationship between the voice and personality resonate with you? Dan talked about how singing is technical, but that it can't be only technical. Is there something in your own life or career that you would describe similarly? Thanks to Dan Dressen and to all of the members of the Plymouth Adult Choir for your dedication and your artistry. Your service is inspirational. And thanks to Jimmy Hulse for our theme and to Max Brunel for additional music. And thanks to you for listening. If you have thoughts or feedback to share, we'd love to hear from you. Email us anytime at meaning at Plymouth.org. Meaning is a ministry of Plymouth Congregational Church of Minneapolis.